So what are other things? So other things that we kind of brought up was, you know, a lot of women will feel guilty about doing something that's just for them and focuses only on them because, you know, especially when it comes to like moms and their kids, you feel like I'm supposed to just suffer (laughs) and sacrifice everything. And that's just not the case. You know, I use this example all the time. It's like you have to put your mask on first, just like on the airplane when they tell you before you help the person next to you, even if it's a child, you have to put your mask on first. How am I going to pour into you and give back to you all this beauty, you know, that I'm giving as a woman, all this nurturing, all this thing, if I'm not taking care of myself, it is not selfish to give yourself time to have yourself care. It's just like health care. <laughs> health care could be a form of self-care as well. You have your medical doctor, you have your dentist, you have your all these people, but you have to be the one that is in charge of making sure that you have a healthy balance within your life in all areas and let some stuff go. Like it's okay to let some things fall by the wayside. Trust me, it's okay. Kids are going to survive. Listen, when I grew up, let me tell you, (laughs) we didn't have a lot. And my mom was not the type that was very, I'm not going to say she wasn't nurturing, (laughs) but she really wasn't like about that life of walking behind you and making sure you had every little thing. You better figure this thing out. Like, that's just how we were raised. Like, you better make it work. Figure it out. Um. And so I used a lot of that with my kids because I did learn that it makes them self-sufficient. And yeah, I do some things for them, but there are some things where I'm like, LJ is nine, Marvin is seven. You're calling me saying, mom, can you make me a sandwich? And I'm laying in the bed resting because I've been doing X, 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 X all day. You know, all these different things. We just came from running all over town, you know, and I'm just now sitting down for the first time. And you're saying, "Ooh, I sure am hungry, mom. Can I have a sandwich? Well, you know what? There's some bread in there. There's a mayonnaise in the refrigerator. You know how to use a butter knife. Go in there and make one. Like, I don't have to be the one that does it. And every now and then, you know, like Mar- oh, LJ, especially because he's lazy <laughs> like that. He was like, well, I'm not. Well, I just won't do it then. OK, bye. Sorry. I mean, if you're hungry, you're going to go do it. Um, Marvin loves it. So he'll get up and, you know, he'll go do it. And then I'll say, can you make your brother a sandwich? <laughs> Even though Marvin's the youngest, he likes being very independent. You know, that's just kind of his thing. So I'm working on them, you know, so that they can make it where I can do that. You know, I'm like, hey, I don't feel guilty. And I look them right in their eyeballs and say, Look at here. I'm tired. I've been hanging with y'all all day. I need to lay down. So if you're that hungry, you'll go figure it out. And they live to see another day and they still love me. So, hey, I'm not trying to necessarily be their friends like that. But <laughs> I have to I do have to make sure that I'm getting the time and the space that I need so that I'm not like fussing at them or yelling. Like I noticed that my self-care practice is not where it needs to be a lot of times when I'm so irritated, agitated with every little thing and I'm like yelling at them or or feeling I'm like ooh I don't like that and I'll say it to them I'm like look I know that I've been fussing a lot lately and I apologize for that let let me go get some time <laughs> I need some time or I need to go you know just do a couple things or whatever I need to do 
to just get back centered because I'm over here and you can feel yourself just being all tense and shoulders all tight and all that stuff. So make time for yourself. Okay. All right. So talked about that about women feeling guilty and we should not and don't let anyone make you feel guilty because this is your life ultimately ultimately you're gonna break your back bending over backwards for every single person and then guess what you'll be then passed out somewhere because you're not taking care of yourself so we're not gonna do that um what's another things that we need to talk about trying to make sure that you know in this world of social media that we are not putting a lot of emphasis on the outside world and getting validation there hopefully you have some form of faith where you can go there as your source of validation for me it is i go to the bible to read god's word so that i can remember what he thinks about me i do that through prayer i do that through fasting at times i'm not really good at fasting but i do that through my faith and making sure i'm remembering that god is the only one that can say what i am and not anybody outside of me because god is inside of me and i feel that it is up to him, you know, so when I hear things and even when I do, you know, have my own negative self talk about myself, because those are things that we do. We're hard on ourselves. I have to remember Aries. That's a lie. That is a lie. And what is the truth? Um, so now, I gotta, you know, you got to do the opposite. Right. I'm like, oh, you're so this that, you know, I say I say bad stuff to myself all the time. And then I have to say that's a lie what is the truth and then I have to say something positive about myself because hey sometimes you just feel like man I'm fat (laughs) or I'm whatever and I'm I'm really good at saying that to myself which is so bad but I have to tell myself sometimes you know hey you're not and you need to you know so it's like I kind of am my own little cheer section at times where I, I talk to myself like I'm my auntie you know like or my girlfriend talk about being your own auntie you know like cheer yourself on and say hey girl you are the bomb you looking good today girl you know it's funny because I was listening to some ladies talking about this at the self-care the tech women self-care we talked about it we talked about it at the conference I watched Amanda Seals uh comedy special on HBO And she talked about that as well. She didn't mention the word self-care, but she was just talking about like creating this alter ego that when you look in the mirror, you say to yourself, yes, girl, you're cute. You're looking good. You know, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good. I have um, post-it notes on my mirror in my bathroom that I read with affirmations. I'm just bombarding myself with all kind of positivity because, you know, it's easy to talk bad about ourselves. So. We got to do better. And then to my black women that are out there, I just want to speak kind of to you at this point and say that whole strong black woman phrase. Yeah. You know, uh, Brandy Rand, she was one of the panelists and she was like, who are the people that are saying strong black woman? Because what is it? Men? Is it, you know, who's saying this? Because what does that even mean? Yeah, we know we're strong, you know? And that's the other thing, because I think we feel like we need to live up to this strong superwoman. There's going to be days where I cry and that's okay, And I'm still strong. There's going to be days where I'm I'm looking like Wonder Woman right then and there. And that makes me strong. Everything about being a woman makes me strong. Being able to birth two children made me strong. 
even when, you know, I feel like I'm failing, I'm still strong. So it's like, you don't have to always feel like you're just this, you don't make mistakes and you can't have weak moments. And I have little air quotes there. Weak mom, that's being human. We all are feeling the same way. It's almost the same thing with like masculinity and how men feel this pressure where they can't cry and they can't show weakness and all these different things. And it's like, hey, we all got emotions, but we we channel them in different ways. Some people may show their emotions out of anger instead of crying. I know that when I cry most of the time, it's because I'm mad. Most of my tears come from being so mad that I probably can't physically act out how I feel that tears come out. So don't get stuck on this whole I need to be a strong black woman and all that kind of stuff, whatever. All right. What else? I'm bringing Alicia on. I think is that next week or the week after? I can't remember. But She's a therapist. We're going to talk about mental health. You know, that's something that I've brought up various times on the podcast. I love my therapist. We're going to talk about that. But that also can be a form of self-care. Alicia talks about how her form of therapy is very big on self-awareness, which is something that I am a proponent of. I have always been very thoughtful about how I live my life and things that I do. That doesn't mean that I'm doing things right. Okay. So I do things all kind of crazy (laughs) a lot, most of the time, but, um, but I'm always digging to see how I can be better. What can I do? What are the things that I need to work on? You know, all of that. And I think that everybody should be feeling that way because when I see people who have like a whole bunch of blind spots and I'm like, you're not even thinking about how what you're doing is affecting other people. You're selfish. You're, you know, that is scary to me, especially at a certain age. Like I'm going to be 40 in a couple months. And when I get around, especially in the dating world, like if you get around a guy and they're just like, I'm like, oh, you're lost. Like you need to go do some self-discovery so that you can be aware of like your behavior, how you're doing other people and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think being self-aware is like your first step to knowing what kind of self-care you need. And we all need it in some way, shape or form. So I just really wanted to kind of come here and bring this topic up because I know that we're going to talk about mental health and all that stuff coming up. But this weekend, I was like, I'm just seeing self-care so much. I feel like I need to talk about it on the podcast and just At least you can start doing your research and start making a list of things that you feel like you need to do for your own self-care so that you're not walking around all fragile or angry or stressed, you know, or acting out to people that you love because you don't know how to take care of yourself. We need to make ourselves a priority. It's not a selfish act to make sure that you, you might have to just block time on your calendar, just like you do for everything else time block your self-care in there it might be you know something you're doing once a week it might be something you need to do every day it might be every morning it might be every night it might be in the middle of the day who knows but you just need to figure out what that is for you so I just really wanted to bring that up and I hope that you found something out of this I couldn't really talk on everything because I feel like I don't want to encroach upon my mental health topic because that's going to be juicy and I want to save that for when Alicia's here but that's all I got so thank you guys for listening this week oh I do have a speaking opportunity uh, next month 
people always are asking me, tell me about the events you're going to be at. Like if I post something later, they're like, oh, I wish I could have came or tell me about that. So I'm going to try to do better at that. And maybe I'll use a podcast to do that. So then you'll have to listen to know what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) So I'm thinking now I do have a speaking opportunity, Northeast Tarrant County Chamber of Commerce. They have a women's organization called the Dynamic Women's Alliance, where they connect diverse women business professionals with opportunities and resources to foster business and leadership development. So I am their guest speaker next month um, at their luncheon. I do believe you have to be a member in order to to attend. This is in Fort Worth, Texas. My talk is going to be called Work Your Network, Using Technology to Lay the Foundation for Great Professional Relationships. And I'll walk you through kind of my three-step approach to building relationships in person and online. You've heard me speak on some episodes of the podcast about networking and connecting and all that. And I'm going to kind of break it down into a three-step approach using technology, though. So it'll be a different spin on Thursday, February the 14th for those who don't have a date for Valentine's Day. Or if you have a late night date, the DFW Alliance of Technology and Women, DFW ATW, we will be having our monthly meeting, which is every second Thursday between 6 and 8 p.m. at the Bravo Tech location in Addison, Texas. We have usually networking in the beginning. We do some announcements. We have our speaker and a little bit of networking after. So come out and join us and hang out. You hear me talk about DFW ATW a lot. Last month in January, I was officially nominated as the director of programs on the board of directors. So I'm excited about that. That means that I help them plan monthly meetings, look for speakers for events and conferences and things of that nature. So you'll be hearing me talk about that all the time. (laughs) I can't think right now of any other things that I have going on, but I will see you guys next week. So have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Scratching and Surviving podcast. To connect with me and hear more, please visit scratchingandsurviving.com. Make sure to join the Scratching and Surviving community. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your player of choice. Talk to you next week. This is the Scratching and Surviving podcast where we together will learn what it takes to achieve extraordinary results. And I am your host, Aries Webb Williams. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Scratching and Surviving Podcast, where I am your host, Aries Webb Williams. Glad to be back. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I had a Power Packs weekend um, where I was able and blessed to moderate a panel at a conference called Power, P-O-W-H-E-R, Moves. This is a conference that was put on by Tony Howard Lowe and the Corporate T and the Power Moves uh, team. I mean, it was so well put together. It was no stone left unturned. Very exciting. A lot of powerful, beautiful black 
multicultural, all kind of women there. Um, but it was just um, such a great feeling to be around so many women who were so powerful. The lineup was ridiculous. And I got so many nuggets out of it. So next year, you guys are going to have to go. But the panel that I spoke on this weekend, well, the panel that I moderated this weekend was called Unwind the Grind. It was about self-care and balance. And um, this is a topic that I have been hearing more, 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 more. It's funny because earlier that day, I had went to a workshop called Tech Ladies and Self-Care. So I was very curious about that. Um, a friend of mine, Alicia Woodall, who will be on the podcast actually in a week or two. And she's a therapist. And there was another lady there who was a physical physical therapist. No, not physical therapy. She did um, like personal training and fitness and stuff. Um, and then it was just a group of ladies that were in technology. And they're just talking about what they do for self-care and all these various questions about how we as women need to do better with our self-care. So what I want to do first is share with you a little bit about what is self-care? You know, I'm realizing that although, <laughs> although it's a topic that we've been hearing a lot of, I don't think a lot of people know really what self-care is. And in the panel, what I did was that was kind of one of the first questions was asking people, what is self-care to them? And I like what everybody on this particular panel said, because they got right to the level that I wanted to get into on this topic, which was, um, and I'll give you, let me give you what the definition is. If you Google self-care right now, it says the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health and then I see another thing that says the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in particular during periods of stress now when we were talking about this at the conference some of the things that people do for self-care, I just really appreciated all the examples because I'm a type of person where, you know, they didn't want to confuse pampering with self-care. So we don't want to confuse pampering with self-care. Although pampering can be a form of self-care, it's not the only way, you know, because you can go to the spa and all that and still be stressed as soon as you walk out the door. So... <laughs> Um, this is something that's very active. It's very, um, it's something that you have to set boundaries around and make time for because so many women are dealing with stress um, and various other things that they are taking care of other people and not taking care of themselves. So I wanted to make sure that I brought up a couple of things that some women do including myself, um, to make space, you know, for themselves and, and self-care. But what I thought was really interesting, guys, was when I looked up self-care and was doing my research and all that good stuff, I found so many good nuggets from other people who brought up some great topics around why it's important for us to have this in the first place. So Akea Winwood, president of Rockwood Leadership Institute in Oakland, whoop, whoop, she says it doesn't serve the forest 
if the oceans are sick. Similarly, we can't have a healthy community if we individually are sick. It's my responsibility to tend to myself and well-being in service to our collective health and well-being. What you call self-care, I see as caring for the world. I thought that was like super powerful. Another one that I found from Audre Lorde, which she didn't necessarily say the word self-care, but I like what she said anyways, because she said, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. I thought that was awesome because the political warfare is a bold statement conveying the sense that Lord is about to do battle to protect her being and fight for what she determines important. And that is the thing. We got to determine that this is important. I early on, and this will just kind of give you a window into some of my journey. When I got divorced from the kid's dad, so that means my second husband, (laughs) When I was divorced the second time, it was a little bitter in the beginning. You know, we are ooh, 100% better now. But in the beginning, when I say beginning, I'm talking about the first year, six months. Um, there were times where, you know, my ex-husband would try to make me feel guilty about things because, you know, we're when you're in a battle and you guys are, you're, you're fighting and, and you haven't gotten to a healthy place just yet, you, you do things like that, right? So... He would do things like, oh, why weren't you at practice? Or you didn't come to practice. I'm always at the practices. You didn't come. And I'm like, guess what? Um, I'm not going to be at every practice. So let's just set the record straight. That's a, and, and I'm okay with that. And so is my son because I talked to him about it. And I really like put my foot down kind of on that because I'm like, look, I'll be at the games. I may not be at practice. Now, if I need to take them to practice, I will. But I'm just setting the expectation so that you don't think that's going to be something that gets to me. I won't be at practice, okay? That's your thing. I'll be at the games. I'll be the loudest one there cheering them on. And guess what? Sometimes I might miss a game, and that happens every now and then on both sides, right? But I wanted to – I think that we try to take so much on as women that we will put – we want to be superwoman. You know, I thought that – When I became a mom and a wife and all that, like I really had the expectation for myself that I was going to be superwoman. And oh, how quickly (laughs) I learned that I wasn't going to be superwoman. And I had to be okay with that because what it was going to do is if I didn't, if I wasn't okay with that, I would have been torturing myself forever. So I made a very quick decision that, you know what, here are some things that I'm going to set boundaries around. When I was pregnant with LJ, I hired a, a housekeeper to come in and help me clean because as I got probably, when I got like in those 30 plus weeks, my sense of smell, like any of the cleaning products, I couldn't even smell it. And then it was just, oh my God, it was, it was so much. So I was using these all natural, you know, organic, all that stuff, um, products that she had to use even when she came to clean because, um, my nose was just super sensitive too. So I had gained 50 pounds during pregnancy. So I was humongous and I was tired. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm about to bring this lady in. And guess what? That same lady still comes to my house every two weeks to help me clean because 
it helps me. That is a part of my self-care because I get very overwhelmed when my house is dirty. And if we're ripping and running and going here and there all week and busy and rushing, I don't have time for it. So at a certain point, I'm like, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting overwhelmed. Like I feel myself getting overwhelmed. My mom, sometimes she'll come over and just help me kind of tidy up or organize or whatever because my mental is connected to how my physical, you know, my physical health, my physical space, all of that. And and it takes us trying to find out those things, right? What you got to make a list of like, you know what, what gives me stress? What gives me anxiety? What causes me to feel like overwhelmed and, and all that? And then find places to kind of fill in those gaps. You may not be able to afford a housekeeper, but you may be able to, well, maybe you can, maybe you stop drinking the coffee at Starbucks and you save that money for a housekeeper. You might be able to do, you know, you got to find out what are the things I'm willing to sacrifice in order to get this. So who knows, you know, you might have to find another way to get that done. Like call your mom like me, (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, you got to find those ways that figure out what those triggers are. Um, I think that was the word used this weekend was find your triggers and, Use those, and this was, oh my God, I had so many nuggets this weekend. Use that to fuel what you determine is self-care because your self-care may not be the same thing as mine. You know, one of my self-care things is, and my friends know me for this, is the bathtub. Now, it may seem like I'm pampering. I really am not. That is a space where my kids are old enough where they're not going to barge into the bathroom and disturb me at that time. So usually... I make sure everything is done that needs to get done. And and I usually wait till they go to bed at this point because it's like, I know I'm going to be in here for a while. (laughs) So I use that time because it's like I'm in the bathtub. Nobody can come in here and interrupt me. Everyone is sleeping. No one's going to be asking me for anything. I can kind of decompress, read a book, you know, Whatever I want to do, watch something on TV. I I have my little iPad in the bathtub with me sometimes. And if I want to watch a show or whatever, I watch it when I'm in there. That's kind of my space away. Read a magazine, light candles, incense, whatever that is. But that's my space and how I decompress from the day. Um, so your thing might be totally different than mine. Yours might be getting up early and running outside. I, that's not self-care for me. Now it may be self-care because it's exercise, but my self-care is a little bit different than, than yours will be. So you got to find out what those things are that bring you joy and kind of, uh, minimize your anxiety or your stress or depression or whatever it is. Right. Another thing that I do, and I've just started getting back into it because I had not been for the last bunch of months, (laughs) is yoga. And the style of yoga that I do is called Bikram. And it is 90 minutes of intense. It's very intense. When I say intense, Lord have mercy. Um, But when I tell you the benefits are so fulfilling it is so fulfilling it is um an inside out type of yoga where there's a lot of compression there's a lot of um stretching strengthening all that at the same time but you can't really be good at it until you take your mind 
out of the outside world. Like you have to um, be present. You have to pay attention to your body and what it's doing and all of those things. So that is, you know, one of my, that's one of my practices. And it also detoxes you. So you have to hydrate before you go. It detoxes your body. You're sweating, all kind of things. So um, if you're looking for something like that, where for me, it's like just being away from my phone for 90 minutes. And they do have 60 minute classes as well. But 90 minutes is where you get the full, full, full benefit of the practice. And so you're getting your body together, which is something, a goal of mine for ever. Um, but one that I'm getting those benefits as far as, uh, detoxing, getting in shape and mentally having some clarity time, right? I use that time in class. I pray. I also will, there's some meditation a little bit in there where you can like focus on a spot and just kind of let your mind go just to get away, you know, for a couple seconds. You think about outside while you're in Bikram and your butt will be on the ground. So you can't really think about outside. So that's some of my, some, you know, two of the things that I do. 